Welcome to Q&A Monday, and today's question comes from Katie in Arkansas. She says she has a child that spends several hours on math every day, and he seems defeated before he even starts because he knows he'll be there forever. She says, I know it's necessary, meaning math, but it's so burdensome. What do you do when this is a regular occurrence? Katie, we're going to dive into that right now, and I'm going to tell you right now, you are not alone. It is happening in homeschooling households across the country and across the world. Let's tackle this, uh, this question right here. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, Homeschool Mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. Katie goes on after her question to give some details. And I'm going to, I'm going to give you these right now because I feel like they're really important and will probably resonate with you as well. She says, I know you haven't spoken directly about any curriculum. I do that actually a little bit more in depth and you can find out specifically what I use and have used for every grade and every subject uh, in Clarify Your Homeschool in the course because we have time to talk during group calls and there's a private uh, Facebook group. So we can get a little bit more into that. I don't necessarily usually dive into that on social media or this because I feel like it's a little special uh, bonus where we can really specifically talk about details about uh, certain um, certain subjects and certain curriculum and possibly my personal thoughts on it. But we'll talk a little bit about it here today. So she goes on and says, I'm happy with what we're using. It feels like an all-star lineup to me. I've noticed, I think, though, that you use Saxon Math, meaning me. And she says, we do too. It's the mixed practice that is so draining for my seventh grader. I feel pretty comfortable in math and with teaching him. He doesn't get many incorrect at all. And usually it's a math mistake, no concept error. So when he spends two or three hours on mixed practice, having him do corrections seems so mean. She goes on and says, we do, but sometimes it's together to help him through. I don't want him to miss the spiral approach that Saxon is so amazing with. But one day, she says, my husband and I sat down while he was finishing up and we did the mixed practice he had for the day. She said it took her over an hour and she answered every question. My husband had to skip some because he didn't know how to solve them. And what he did do took a couple minutes longer than it took her. The time frames in Saxon's book says that mixed practice should take 20 to 40 minutes and that she's been annoyed that it's taking him hours to complete. After that, we started allowing him to do odds or evens depending on the lesson. But again, she doesn't want to miss the spiral approach that Saxon is well known for. I love all of these details because it helps us as homeschool moms to not feel so alone to realize that we're experiencing something that somebody else is experiencing. It's not necessarily just us in our house. So thank you, Katie, for giving us a little bit of a glimpse. I am going to tell you that my approach to overall to homeschooling, but as far as subjects and math, has definitely changed. And at times I feel bad <laughs> for my firstborn. I'm so very sorry. I have apologized to her and she's just kind of laughed it off. And she's like, yep, 
that's just kind of what happens when you're when you're the oldest in the trial of uh, learning how to homeschool. I began to get more relaxed and I realized that by becoming more relaxed, it still was working. And really overall, knowing kids knowing their math facts and understanding consumer math is really the most important thing for most people when they are adults, get out into the world. There's going to be those kids that are going to go into mathematical fields, and that's fine. And they're going to have the initiative and probably uh, a very, um, math will be easy for them. Let's just say it like that. Math is probably an easier subject for them, and they're going to want to go and do these higher maths. So I think we really need to remind ourselves of what math do we as adults use every single day? Are we using the Pythagorean theorem? I know I picked on that one before in other episodes, but really, are we using these in everyday math? There's basic math facts, addition, subtraction, multiplication, division that we might use most days of the week geometry, if you're doing some type of maybe DIY projects, and obviously some type of, you know, consumer math, it's nice to be able to do change back to somebody, uh, be able to, uh, you know, work with money, but also to work with our accounting and those basic things. So those are really, I would say, are, are really important, well, obviously, and we should really put an emphasis on those. So then we get into, we have our pre-algebra and our algebra geometry, we have our advanced mathematics is what uh, Saxon calls it. Uh, so that would be trigonometry, calculus. So what do we do as we approach, you know, we've gotten our kids beyond the basic math facts, and now we're getting into these other math realms, and it's taking a long time because this type of math is more difficult and time consuming. And I do have a few ideas here. So first, yes, Katie, you're right. I do use, I have shown in some uh, probably social media and uh, Instagram, that yes, in seventh grade, I have switched my kids to Saxon math, starting with pre-algebra. Now, if you have a seventh grader and they're not in pre-algebra, that's okay. If you have a seventh grader that's beyond that, that's fantastic. It does not matter. So don't, don't compare. Okay, mamas, don't compare, don't compare. Now, Saxon is, it's pretty intense math. And that's great for kids that can, that can do it. And it sounds like Katie's son is able to do this math, and that's great. I have enjoyed Saxon's constant review. It's nearly impossible to forget a concept because it's constantly reviewing it. What I have found when it came to the higher math is I, with their lower math, lower than pre-algebra, I would do the lessons with my kids. We use a different curriculum then for the lower grades. Seventh grade, move over, and I realized that I was not the best teacher for them. My compromise with this was to use Nicole the Math Lady. I'm going to put a link in the show notes for anybody who was curious about that. She has been a huge blessing. My kids have enjoyed her videos and she has explained things in a way that I never could have. So I'm going to tell you a little bit more about my approach here and then I'm going to answer Katie's questions because my approach will help answer that. What my kids do from pre-algebra and on up is they watch her video for that lesson and then they do the practice problems that are specific for the new concepts that were just introduced. What I ended up doing is moving my kids to, again, sorry to my firstborn because I made her do all 30 problems, but then I started to realize it was just taking them too long and and my goals in homeschool include a lot more than math and I wasn't interested in them spending an hour and a half, two hours on math per day. And so I started doing, well, we'll do odds one day, we'll do evens the next day. The neat thing about uh, Saxon as well is that 
underneath each problem, so say problem number one in parentheses will be a tiny, say you're on lesson 50. It might say 23 underneath in just small, small little numbers. What that means uh, if underneath the number one problem, that means that that problem, if you're having trouble with it, go back to lesson 23, which I think has been really phenomenal and helpful as we maybe get stumped on one. Well, let's go back to lesson 23 and do, and see if we can figure out what concept, what, what, did we, what did they forget? And so, yes, Katie, you by you saying, you know, doing odds on one day, evens on the other one, because the problems aren't set up like every single number one is from lesson 23. It's very mixed. And I felt like it was very safe. We were covering all those different bases by doing odds one day and evens the next day. But my question would be, what is the goal when it comes to doing these higher level maths? Is it mastery? Or is it to get all of our lessons in to say, hey, look at us, we completed Algebra 1 in this one year. It, so which, what is the goal? And I ask this question because I think it's really, well, not that I think, I know it's really important. This is one of the frameworks, one of the foundations when it comes to my course, Clarify Your Homeschool, is we talk about goals for a while. <laughs> I really make you dive into goals, specifically for children, the whole family, the entire approach for homeschool. We can talk specific subjects. So my question would be, what is your goal? Mastery or getting lessons in? And this goes back to your why, your vision, and your goals for your homeschool. And knowing those things helps us to make decisions. So say when it comes to seventh grade math, it helps us make decisions that applies to the everyday as well. And that is specifically why I really make you in Clarify Your Homeschool dive into this. I want you to write it down. We have an opportunity to talk talk through it and to figure out what really it is. And many homeschoolers jump into the homeschooling lifestyle, the homeschooling world without ever considering this. And I was the same way. And that's exactly why I put together this step-by-step -step approach. And if you want to see your homeschool thriving and you want to do it well, clarify your homeschool, girlfriend, you got to check it out. Get into the course. Link is in the show notes. But really, Katie, what is your goal? Is it mastery or getting the lessons in? Do you want to say at the end of the year, we did all, say there's 150 lessons. We did all 150 lessons. We plowed through and got it done. Or are you looking just for them to master it? If mastery is the goal, then our approach is and our mindset is going to be different. If that is your goal, then Katie, and I'm going to encourage you to, to think through that, slow down. Nobody says that you have to do one new lesson every single day. If you're concerned about him missing some of the review, here's an option. Say you're up to lesson 25. On that Monday, you do the new lesson, introduce the new concept. If you use Nicole, the math lady, fantastic. So you watch your video, you do the practice, and depending on how long that took, maybe you do problems 1 through 12. You go ahead and check the problems and have him work on correcting him. And it sounds like he's doing really well with math concepts, and that's fantastic. And so just have him figure out where exactly did he go wrong. And he's gotten those 12 problems done, the practice and everything is correct. Well, then go on with the day. Tuesday, have him do problems 13 through 30. There's no new lesson. He doesn't have to take the time for that. And that's why maybe you'd bulk a bit more problems to do. But he just sits down and just does those problems. You go ahead and check them. He corrects them, and he's done for the day. Or maybe what might work better is to say, you know, we're, we're going to give 45 minutes to math and we're just going to see how far you get. So that Monday, do the video lesson. 
do the practice and then see maybe he gets 15 more problems done or maybe he just gets five done. Some of my kiddos have done really well if I set a timer. It sounds strict and mean, but by giving them a timer, they knew there was an end time and they stayed more focused and worked harder during that time. I'm not quite sure how or why it works, but I tried it one time (laughs) and it worked and I'm going to keep going with it. So if the mastery is the goal, nobody says that you have to complete the entire book. Nobody says algebra one has to be done the entire seventh, eighth, ninth, 10th grade year, whatever year you do that type of work in. Nobody says the entire book has to be done in that entire, just in that year. You can split it up. You can split up that book and do half of it one year, half of it the next year. We need to stay within state guidelines and regulations. So double check with your homeschool law, but nobody says that you have to complete a certain amount of math if every day or multiple times a week you are diligently working at it, is that your goal? Is that enough for you? If so, then make that enough. Nobody tells you that you have to achieve and get to this certain level of math, but you. Nobody but you, mama, says that you have to achieve this certain point. And so Katie, I love this question because it tells me that you are troubleshooting. You're trying to figure out how can we make homeschool and math a good experience for him? How can we work with his strengths or weaknesses? And how can we make this not such a drudgery? And I'm going to tell you right now, girl, by you doing that math and your husband, I, wow, that's fantastic. I'm, I don't even want to think about trying to do that. You are amazing and definitely have a gift for math and what a great resource you can be for him as well. So I would say, it, this is just my, my humble opinion, I would say slow down. There's no reason for him to get so bogged down with having to get so much math done and to spend hours on doing it. If he's interested in math in pursuing some type of higher education or career that has to do with math, then he will become more excited about math and he will want to do such things. But maybe he's more interested in history or art. Give him time to go ahead and do those things or give him time to apply those math concepts into real life. Katie, thank you for sending in this question. If you have a question that you'd like me to answer, because if I run out of questions, I don't have any answer and then there won't be any Monday episodes. And I re- th- these are some of my favorite to do. So go ahead and send me an email it's in the show notes. Let me know your first name, your state, and your question, and I can answer it on an upcoming Q&A Monday. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.